This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. The first I knew of fire was when basically it all started kicking off on Twitter with the cheese sandwich. Sat there kind of glued to it, watching like the videos come in and just found it kind of hilarious to see what was sold to people. And then the fallout from it, people were bought into this idea that they were going to be hanging out with influencers and swimming with pigs. That cheese sandwich, how does that rank as an Instagram style? It's one of the greatest tweets of all time. Yeah, as an Instagram company that is an agency for food Instagrammers. Yeah. Food influencers. You know the worst thing is I said earlier, I was like, that picture actually makes me hungry. <laughs> hey everyone, and welcome to this episode of Flixwatcher Podcast. Today, we're joined by Chris. Hello. Daniel. Hello. Helen. Hello. And we're going to be talking about the Fire Festival, which never actually happened. Fire. Thank you, as always, to the mighty people for the mighty, mighty tunes. And thanks to Ben from Rockwood Audio for his awesome editing skills. Please do remember to write a review and rate us on Apple Podcasts anywhere you can do where you listen to the podcast because it really does help us. And you can join in the conversation with us on Twitter at FlixWatcherPod and on Instagram at FlixWatcher. Hello and welcome to this episode of Flix Watcher Podcast. In our studio today, we have Dan and Cress. If you'd like to say hello to our listeners and tell them a little bit about who you are and what you do, please. Sure, yeah. So Cress and I both work at Food Tribe. Um, we started it about last this time last year. We have a podcast, Food Tribe Table. Which is also edited by, by yes, Ben Williams. by Ben Williams. From, from Rockwood Audio. Absolutely. He, he, is, ben. he makes it. No, seriously, the amount of times we, we say things have to be cut out. Um, <laughs> yeah, so Food Tribe, just quickly, Food Tribe is a, is a micro-influencer food community. So basically we have a community of lots of foodies. We mm-hmm. get together for meetups, uh, brand partnerships, events, workshops, um, and we chat and talk about food, and uh, we have a huge community online. So, uh, and you, are you you're a food influencer, micro influencer, or just a food fan, Chris? With your, I'm a bit of both. I'd like to say I'm, I'm probably not Cheers. an influencer, but I'd like to say I'm a food blogger. I like to write about food and take photos of food. What is that? Because that's a recent thing I love of taking photos of food. I don't get it. <laughs> Explain why this is a good thing. Obviously, this is how I your company it. kind of built yeah, yeah. up. So I love it's... remembering experiences, remembering colors and flavors and yeah. scents. It's just amazing. It can be embarrassing when you're in the middle of a restaurant, but <laughs> no, it's oh well, that was yeah, it can be, especially when you want to get on a ladder with a light and like yep. take pictures of yeah, exactly. I like I like a before and after one, especially if you've got like loads of sharing plates and you kind of get them as everything's yeah. laid out, and then there's it's kind demolished. of the, the chaos and the <laughs> is the after not just like empty plates, hopefully. Yeah, but it's kind of like there's all like napkins and trails of food and maybe one dish someone didn't like and Spilt bottles wine. of wine and things. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm trying to create good content. I'm trying, I'm trying to learn from the team. You're learning. But, um, but yeah, so we, we we like to just empower smaller content creators uh, in the food space. So yeah, that's, and we started the podcast, um, we're on our eighth now. Um, tenth. 
tenth. Yeah. Yes, we as are. This, as this records. As this records. Yeah. As this records. And it's where it's called Food Tribe. How and Food, Tribe. Food Tribe. Tribe spelt with a Y because why not? Um, and no E. And no E. Yeah. Just Food Tribe. Yeah. Just yeah. Food Tribe. T R Y B. There we go. Because um, yeah, we couldn't get the domain. Um, <laughs> but that's what you have to do now. You know, uh, make words up. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah Skype. Yeah. With a Y. They, that turned out all right. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Food Tribe, T-R-Y-B, food spelled the normal way. Nice. Well, we're here talking, uh, we're a Netflix film podcast. We're talking about the Netflix documentary, Fire. With a Y. With a Y. Oh, with dear. a Y, true. Yeah. There you go. Oh, dear. Everyone's looking at me. <laughs> um, and it was your choice, Dan. It was. To yeah. choose this film. Yeah. So can you tell us why you chose it and give us a one minute synopsis? Yeah, Sure. It, for me, what was just amazing about it, obviously it relates to kind of influencers and we work in that space. Mm. Um, so I think it's very topical. But what was amazing for me was the um, how one person could persuade everyone <laughs> to do this. And not only just like his team around him, but investors and just the, the kind of... I don't know the the cheek to go out and do this yeah. was amazing, and, and the fact that it had, like, I, when I watched rewatched it because um, I watched it when it came out, it was it's like wow, it's like it amazes me again how just this happened. But just to give a quick synopsis about Please. about yeah. about fire, so actually it was on the back of an original idea that this guy Billy uh, Billy McFarland and Jar Rule. Uh, had to build a, a marketplace for influencers to book talent online, and basically on the back of that they were like, let's let's put on a festival in the Bahamas on Pablo Escobar's former island mm. and get the biggest and best influencers in the world there. Great idea on paper. They even executed an amazing trailer, mm. um, which is is film. It, it's shot in in the uh, in in the documentary, and basically this documentary just highlights and, and, and kind of travels through the whole uh, setup of it, the whole pre kind of pre-production of the whole whole uh, festival, how they got to the point of getting people actually to the island and how they had to deal with them. It is, it's, it's it, frankly amazing how it happened. Um, or how it didn't happen. Or how it didn't happen. Yeah. yeah, correct. It is, it's basically how this one man and Ja Rule, but maybe probably more <laughs> this one guy managed to persuade everyone that he will put on the best festival in the world but it never happened helen what were your thoughts on on the fire festival or is it just called fire yeah so as someone who has worked on legitimate festivals and helped to give us your festival on, cv <laughs> uh so yeah stand and calling festival end of the road festival wilderness festival nice. um helped put those on so um know a fair bit know a lot more than old billy mm. about putting on festivals so um very much enjoyed basically just the downfall and just watching um just the chaos um absolutely fascinating that they thought they could do it in what was it a matter of like two months. two months yeah. yeah yeah um and interestingly i was um doing a little poke around on imdb and basically it says hate influencers fire is the documentary for you so oh <laughs> it, really yeah, sorry, is, yeah. it really is i mean i the first I knew of Fire was when basically it all started kicking off on Twitter with the cheese sandwich. So you actually saw, you actually witnessed it happening at the time. The, the, I witnessed yeah, the Twitter cheese, yeah. happening. Uh, I had no idea that the festival existed because mm. a I'm not their target audience and I don't have any money, so why would I? And just basically sat there, kind of glued to it, watching like the videos come in and the the websites that were put together really quickly, and just found it kind of hilarious to see 
what it's was sold to people yeah. and what clearly wasn't. And then the fallout from it about who'd obviously sort of not been paid, who'd been paid uh, obviously to advertise it, but obviously they didn't say that they'd been paid, which led the way for now things have to be labelled with ads. Uh, and basically people were bought into this idea that they were going to be hanging out with influencers and swimming with pigs on this island. And it clearly wasn't that. Everyone wants a pig swim, don't they? So yeah. what was it like for you? So you saw it on Twitter. You saw it unfolding in real time, obviously, not, albeit not on Pablo Escobar's island. But what was it like then seeing the, the other side of it when actually this documentary came out? Were you like, oh, okay, that's where the cheese sandwich came from. Oh, okay. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, well, no, because everything, it kind of explained itself on, on Twitter and okay. sort of there was background to it. But what I had no idea about was that the kind of the original fire thing was the tech product that they were working on. And there was an entire team that was kind of devoted and building up, you know, the this by, kind of by your yeah. in, influencers. <laughs> yeah. So there was that on the side as well. So that was all news to me that it started out something quite legitimate and very quickly became something that anyone who's ever been involved in is never, ever going to be able to shake it off. Chris, what were your, what were your thoughts of fire? Do you seen it before? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen it a couple of times. I mean, I, it's fan, it's fascinating. The whole <laughs> thing to me is fascinating. Actually, my favourite part is the cheese sandwich. <laughs> I love that. I, that just, it's just hilarious. I, I, I think the whole thing is fascinating, but at the heart of it, it's really sad. Like, it's actually heartbreaking. Maybe I'm just that one that sits at the end of it going, but what about the poor lady who put 50 oh, grand oh, yeah. in savings? Like, I was going to ask who you, thought, who you felt sorry for. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like, I, it, it's, it's one of those things where it's a bit like a... Um, it's a bit like a Wolf of Wall Street type story. You know, it's like this fascinating guy that how did someone manage to pull all this off and do all this, you know. But at the end of it, you actually take us up and you're like, it's actually really sad. that mm. how many people genuinely were like, you know, lo- had so much loss out of it yeah. and lost so much money and like their whole lives ruined, their businesses ruined, which actually is really, really sad. Did you feel sorry for the the kids who turned up there with all the money to spend in the world and kind of... I mean, some of them, yes. <laughs> <laughs> some not so much. That's actually... that is that, I mean, that is the entertaining bit. Yeah. Watching We were watching earlier the bit where they throw the suitcases out and I'm like, oh my gosh, people must have been going crazy. Because when... I know it kept on kind of going, escalating in terms of... Or de-escalating in terms of uh, credibility. And when I first saw the kind of... Um, the dome tents, it kind of... The, the way they shoot it actually makes it look quite good. Mm. Then you look inside and you're like, oh, that's that's not good mm. at all. Yeah. But and, you you weren't promised tents. You were promised villas and but some people, banners. Yeah. Some people were going to have tents. I, didn't, I thought, don't I think thought they, they looked gonna, like that on the pictures, right. though. No, but I thought they were then going to go to the villas that were kind of built up. So I was like, okay, this is okay. And then you're like, no. It's they ended not up being hur- hurricane relief uh, that, tents. Yeah, they just like. bought yeah. the stuff. Yeah. Because yeah. that was yeah. another thing that just the, <laughs> they had that storm the night before. yeah. And I would have liked to, they, they wouldn't have got away with it, but I would like to know how much better they would have done out of not, not being in, a, in yeah. a swamp, basically. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's scary. The whole, I think from a number of angles as well, it has a lot of interest. So actually, going back to, to 2016, the funny thing is, is I, I had communication with Fire right. um, as an influencer agency prior to Food Tribe. Um, was this for Caliber? This was for Caliber 30, yeah. So we obviously, we were representing lots of influencers in the UK and um, we had communication all about their um, their, their platform. They, in fact, one of the guys who's interviewed in there who worked for Fire on the app side was, was one of the guys I was communicating and talking with, um, a guy called Sam. 
And, well, who's um, in the documentary? Yeah, yeah, Sam Cross. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. So he, we, we had a whole chat about the platform. He was pitching it to me. And obviously part of the deck that was eventually sent to me was part of the festival. So I've, I've got it here. I can show you after. Oh, wow. Which is oh, wow. It's fascinating. <laughs> and you're reading through it. It's like, wow, this is incredible. This is like Coachella, like better than Coachella. And you can see why your influencers would jump on this. Mm. And from a marketing perspective, from an influencer marketing perspective, or just a general social media strategy, this was incredible. Yeah. Um, but then you think about it, they had the top echelon of, you know, Instagram models and from Bella Hadid to, you know, Emily Ratajkowski and all, all these guys. Um, you kind of think, you know, it's just plugging the guy's ego kind of to kind of put on this party and that was it. And just whatever happened after happened. And what was fascinating, so you had this amazing influencer campaign, which I think incredible, but obviously it was all on the back of something that was a bit fake, but was the psychology around how someone like this could pull this off. That's what the interesting thing is. He is essentially a sociopath because you look at what he did after as well and continued his Continued path. to do it. Yeah, he's been yeah. like, don't do that guy. Yeah. And he, and he sets up a new thing in a, in a penthouse and he's like, I, well, I can't live here, quote unquote, but uh, I can't fund this new company, but you can. So he pulls in another chump yeah. who must have seen what happened with fire. Yeah. And then they, he starts doing this ridiculous um, like email marketing campaign. Like, for tickets. For tickets, scam. which yeah, is yeah, like, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. He just does not learn. Compulsive, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. And I don't... The thing that makes me laugh, I forget, which I forgot about before rewatching this the second time, it's just Ja Rule. I'm just like, he's just oh not. I think he's just naive. Yeah, uh, I mean, <laughs> seriously, like, I mean, I don't actually think he really was that. I mean, obviously, you could argue all of them. I mean, this is the whole argument about even the guys who the agency, so Fuck Jerry and Matt Productions, mm. who all involved. By the way, there is a bit of controversy because they say oh, Fuck Jerry produced this with Vice and or, oh, sold okay. to Netflix. Well, I think they have to get just like, okay, how can we claim sure. some money back? And it will also look good as well at the end yeah. of it. But I mean, if you're the agency, how do you know what's in this guy's head? How do you know? You know, this guy's is like he's this Billy McFarland is is just continually getting money from. I think the one person, this one lady who was in there, just I don't know how they. Well, that was the big thing. How are they funding this still? Well, I don't. You see, we're seeing now in London, I guess, a lot uh, of startups who are getting funded and well funded. And if you know, if you are connected in some way, shape, or form, then you can spin spin a yarn. Absolutely and pe- true. People can give you money. You just, yeah. And it just does make you think. But then also, it's the connection of the people, like Helen was saying. The kids who were going to the festival obviously yeah. had a lot of money that it wasn't really that much of an issue to to load their cut their fire wristbands with like fifty fifty thousand yeah. dollars for yeah. a weekend. They just like who what did you think was gonna happen in a way? But also one thing that really fascinates me is that there must have been a tipping point where this like you say, the, the campaign was a really good campaign. It hit the mark, got loads of tickets sold. Yeah. And if you'd actually... It's, it's sold 95% of tickets in 24 hours. And like the only festival that's kind of close to that like is Glastonbury. Yeah. yeah, insane. So you're like, insane. there was something there. If you'd actually spun it around and listened to the people who said, guys, we need we need toilets. <laughs> you know, those kind of sensible people. Yeah, yeah. Then there could have been some way to kind of claw this back. And they just... Absolutely. Hubris. Or the, or the island is is too small for the amount of people yeah. that yeah. you want to fit it on. <laughs> Just yeah. like the guys there say. It would or, only have fit like 50% of the people yeah. in the first or the, place. Or that weekend they were doing it yeah. was the national holiday in uh, on the, the Zoomers, yeah. yeah, and there were no hotels to be open. That was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> just all these things just change the week, yeah. change that island, reduce the number of people, say sorry. And also if you'd reduced the number of people, I'm sure they would have got the people, it would have been like a bidding war to be able to stay on. Yeah. Reduce the number of acts there because you only need one or two big headliners, don't you? Well, there, I think there was probably only maybe one artist that one or two that were actually contracted. Half of them were never yeah. even like signed a contract. But I thought they were at least engaged in, to to wow. join. Hmm. Who knows? Who, Who knows? knows? 
Ah. But it's, I mean, what, what's also fascinating is you see all these, these like pretty experienced like uh, uh, production, you know, concert production guys around. Of course, they're kind of questioning it, but you'd think someone would step up and say, guys, this is not going to happen. Maybe a couple of them did. Well, didn't they do? They, they tried to, but they got yeah, shot they down. They fired that guy, yeah. They fired the, the, the first, first guy, guy yeah. yeah. So who flew the plane or something? It was, it was, that was fucking hilarious. Yes. This guy learned to fly a plane, a plane using Microsoft, Microsoft Simulator. Simulator. Yeah. Yeah. Why would you get in a plane with him? Which essentially gives me, is, <laughs> I'm basically qualified to do the same. <laughs> Have you tried Microsoft Simulator? I, I don't, I don't oh, years ago, yeah. yeah. I can also be an architect because I played Sims when I was younger. <laughs> so. I, can town, I can plan a town, that's fine. Exactly. Uh, it was so, gotta, I mean, you've got to feel sorry for the guy who was prepared to go and give someone a blowjob just so they could get the water tankers uh, that, That's got to be the best part of the film. E- epic part of the entire film. It was crazy, that. We've watched that scene probably six times today and I, can't, I still can't believe it's a real serious conversation. He's meant to be a serious guy in the kind of event. The, the funny, do you see what happened a few weeks ago? You know, yeah. he's, he was signed up subsequently by Evian Water to, host, to promote them on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Google it. Um, Why not? His, Why not? No, absolutely. What, what He's a prepared brand to do anything today. for Evian. Absolutely. <laughs> um, incredible how that what happened. Also, the, the logistics of that is like, was this the guy who's going to the guy whose dick is going to suck was he up for it was it how do we I even know, know this isn't going to happen it just is... he, he got the call from billy so he went home had yeah. a shower and had some mouthwash and mouthwash that's that was probably the, the best the tipping point <laughs> in the whole film that's for my me. quote of the entire uh, film if, if this film wasn't so sad, if so sad in the ending it just it's comedy yeah it is i mean like, most still, of it is it still most is comedy it is. yeah yeah um, i feel that woman at the end is terrible that cheese sandwich how does that rank as a uh, as it's an one Instagram of the greatest style? tweets of all time yeah I mean, as an inst- as a as a company that is an agency for food instagrammers yeah food influencers you know the worst thing is i said earlier i was like that picture actually makes me hungry <laughs> <laughs> but then any kind of cheese and bread it's <laughs> true you're a big cheese fan any cheese and bread combo any cheese and bread combo yes but yeah, I mean, it was well shot, you know, proportion. No, it was uh, <laughs> the colours, the lighting. Perfect for Twitter. Just exactly what you, you wanted to get with viral. Yeah. Um, in, in the context, of course. But um, yeah, I was, I was, that was probably, and, and there's those pictures of people opening tents and seeing water log yeah. tents. I mean, it just, the mind boggles still to this day when you watch it. It's unbelievable. How much does it cost to glamp in one of the festivals you've organised? Uh, I think it, you're probably at lower end. You're probably talking maybe 120 per night for kind oh, wow. of like a minimum. So you talk. So these these guys have spent like ten thousand dollars. Yeah, I mean that's like standard tent. Yeah. About that. I mean it can go up to like five hundred to a thousand depending on the size and and where you're going and stuff. But yeah, so still, their minimum is about that much, I think. So this night. is the fire festival as it had here was just over and above. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> was it? Was it? Would you say it's on on level of Coachella in terms of value? For this, no, I think it'd probably be more than that. Oh really? I mean, it's it for the. I couldn't work out how many days it was meant to be. Is it? Was it just like oh, yeah. two yeah. nights maybe? And then obviously, none of the things that were promised. So none of the like they were promised like a exclusive aircraft, and they were just on like an economy flight. Economy flight, yeah. And then the travel from the airport was on school buses. Yeah. And obviously the food was the cheese sandwich. The villas were non-existent. There was no music. And there was supposed to be yachts and things. Yeah, and you you won't be swimming with the pigs, but I don't know if they were on the right island for for doing that. So I don't really know (laughs) if anyone actually got anything they legitimately paid for from it. The scary thing is if if they didn't manage to get people home, or, you know, only a third of the people actually got on the island, luckily. 
Um, imagine if they didn't, you know, that had to be stranded there for a couple of days. God knows what would have happened because it, it's not as if it's easy just to go and get, you know. Well, that was my drink. biggest question. I was like, how did they get everyone out? Yeah, well, they they didn't for the first night. They locked, locked them in the airport without any food or water, and because they were all told, "Oh, this is you know, you, you don't need to just load up your cash, um, your things. Don't bring any cash and credit cards." Yeah, a lot of people didn't, so they couldn't buy anything. There were no taxis on the island or anything because all the private cars had been hired by this other thing. So they they were stranded in this terrible like yeah. car park with fake sand. So the sand wasn't even real. They basically just got loads of sand to cover up the the building site that it was. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just, it's hilarious really that they thought that they'd gone through all these steps and they could possibly get away with it. I mean, he was, you could kind of tell that he was thinking, yeah, I can get away with this. This is still going to be amazing. Yeah, like, he did ask that question at one point time. to someone, didn't he? He asked like, are we, oh, is this over now? Didn't he? Mm. Oh yeah. Finally, the coin drops at the end. It's <laughs> so all delusional. Pe- all these people saying, because there's that yoga instructor, didn't they? Yeah. He was saying, we need to stop this. Yeah. And ended up the yoga instructor, him just telling the yoga instructor, well, at least I'll be greeted by your smile. smile. And then he it's instructed like, him not to copy in the investors. Yeah. For obvious reason. Because <laughs> they just, won't give us any more Because <laughs> then, I mean, to be honest, that would have been a, that would probably have been better for you know, just to stop the money and stop stop it before it ha- actually yeah. happens. But yeah, I mean, but wow. where did the money go? Because people invested point. millions. Like obviously, none of it went to any of the kind of infrastructure or yeah. staff. Well, so they didn't get paid, did they? Yeah, the, presumably he just spent it on himself. I guess that is a good question because it was well twenty seven million, so this, it must have mm. gone somewhere. Kendall Jenner cost two fifty thousand, two hundred fifty thousand oh. dollars for one post. But didn't so. they get? Wasn't that money possibly made up? Because obviously he had magnesis, mm. <laughs> which just sounds ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so presumably there would have been some collateral from that that he must have used to get behind fire, which would then have given them some money to start with before they could sell the idea of the festival. Probably. He was also quite tapped into the kind of New York VC uh, community. So I think he, he did manage to get a lot of of capital beforehand but he just kept plummeting through just convincing these people i guess when you've got the biggest well you can say you've got the biggest names promoting it but then mm. surely if you're an investor you want to say well hold on a second this is happening in a month's time yeah what is you know show me a live image of what's going on what actually is this um unbelievable when he goes when they go through kind of the the, the fraud in the contract as well like things he'd promised certain investors like returns and amount of money mm. and this person would be here and that's probably the biggest part that, that was probably what was his downfall was that level of fraud Fraud, yeah not necessarily stranding teenage millennials on an island it was the fraud that he kept doing did, yeah. and there was a record <laughs> yeah. of IRS, it and yeah. they didn't shred it or yeah. anything he was he was definitely changing the numbers and yeah. uh, it was it was clear after. Well, I read a quote from Jarrell where he said, "I don't think he should have gone to prison. It wasn't fraud; it's just false ad- false advertising." Yeah, no, I lulled at that. It's <laughs> <laughs> kind of what fraud is. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> taking people's money and using Which other things. Which is why I still think Jarrell got off too lightly. Yeah, because he was he got scot free, didn't he? Yeah, I think. I mean, yeah. I generally like the idea of the of the app. I thought the kind of construct of fire. It seems like a good idea. It's hard to get in touch with people. Well, it, it was the first, one of the first marketplace. I mean, now there's tons of influence in marketplaces and that's where that industry's gone. Um, it was a great idea. Like when I sat with them and talked about it, it yeah. was a great idea. They just didn't need to wrap a whole, it, their that's egos the got in, in front of it. And all well, this one guy's ego and delusion that he could, 
he could do. I mean, it's the same. If you look at what he did with uh, what's it, the company next, Magnesis. 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 <laughs> it was just these like el- elite inverted commas parties in New York. Mm. Essentially, to fuel his, I don't know, his his party life. Yeah, driving around in Maserati. I need a Maserati. <laughs> sure. I need one to go to Greenwich Village. Absolutely. I mean, even that, you know, is a concept that could have been. You know, that was like a quintessentially kind of idea that he was trying to build. But he's just got this guy's a, a fraud. Um, Basically, yeah. built an idea because people wanted to have something other than a plastic card they could kind of like put yeah, down. A metal card. Yeah, because that's more... Very American psycho. (laughs) (laughs) He'd probably watch that and gone, I know what I can do. I can can make this better. (laughs) Right, let's head to the scores, guys. Yes. I'm Sam Clements, host of the 90 Minutes or Less Film Festival, another podcast in the stripped media family, a podcast that celebrates movies under 90 minutes long. Each episode, I'm joined by a special guest who selects a movie to join our prestigious lineup. Past guests have come from the worlds of film, television, music, food, comedy, and podcasting. Search for us now on the app you're currently listening to this podcast or join us at 90minfilmfest.com. Welcome to the Flix Watcher scores. All of our scores are out of five. You may have decimal places if you wish. And we will start with you, Dan, with mm-hmm. your recommendability. I, I'd say five. I'd say five. I, yeah, because not only for me, what well, from my point, it seems very interesting mm-hmm. as, a, as an industry and just understanding this. And Well, you're, you're an entrepreneur. You work in the, in the <laughs> influence industry. Yeah, because we work um, in the influencer space and, and understand you know, what... And unfortunately, I, I really think this does to some extent give us give influencers a bad name but uh the other thing is i think it's a great documentary i think it's well produced i think it tells the story really well it gives a lot of inside footage that you wouldn't have seen otherwise and um yeah so i'd highly recommend it five Cressida. i would say four i do agree i think i think it's something you need to watch i think it's something people need to see to if even just to learn a lesson so that it doesn't happen <laughs> again um and because I'm just, again, going back to me being a, a softie, I want someone to watch it and go, can we give these people from the Bahamas back some of their money yeah. that they lost? Well, um, she raised, I think she got her money back. The, did she? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, she raised. I don't know if she's got it all back, but, but there was, was a, a ju- crowdfunding. Crowd yeah, crowd yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. She more than doubled the money. I think she but got the, the But then all the workers, all the guys working didn't get paid. No, yeah, 250 it? grand's worth of wages that yeah. got lost. So this yeah. is, a, going back to Helen's question, like the 27 million pounds, dollars, what, where, did it, where did it go? Where did it kind mm. of mm. flitch off to? Because yeah. private jets obviously cost them a lot of money, but don't cost £27 million worth. Were cheese, they just, cheese sandwiches are yeah, expensive. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's hard getting hold of that lettuce. Um, so four. Okay. And by the way, you can have as many decimal places as you want. Um, hello. <laughs> that wasn't clear. Um, so, um, this is a very slick documentary. Um it's very well put together. I mean, I haven't seen. There was also a TV series as well, mini series. Um, there's another version. Hulu did one. That's it. But they paid him. Uh, okay, yeah. so there's. Uh, but also, um, obviously, Jerry's influence on this um, means that there probably is maybe a third sort of version out there, possibly. I mean, it's it's fascinating, really fascinating. Um, just to see how one person can take something 
so far. Um, I mean, he's incredibly dangerous and glad that he's locked up. Mm. Um, but yeah, completely fascinating, really well made, a real mixture of just hilarious hands over your eyes going, you, you just can't imagine what is going to come next. And some moments that are absolutely hilarious. So I'm going to give it a five as well. There's no one that I wouldn't recommend mm. to watch this. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I, I really like this documentary, but I'm not, I wasn't like, evangelical about it as other people were and it is almost like yeah hide behind the cushions at some point for me it was like Jar Rule was the most of the time just every time he's on screen I'm like dude because <laughs> he's not even that that credible a rapper he's not that good yeah. in the hip hop industry anyway he's well, not like if he's doing this yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's not like Method Man who's like cool yeah it's not like Method Man it's not like Nas he's just like this guy who happens he's to rap he's not Jay Z yeah exactly he's just that kind of just Jarul. Yeah, Jarul just like <laughs> And now he's like Jarul from the Five. Felt pathetic. But I, I I kind of do really enjoy how I think the marketing idea behind it was solid. It just went too far. And it's just so weird how people follow like the Pied Piper. Mm. Not Crazy. Sense, isn't it? Yeah. It just shows you the extreme of uh, the, the, how humans can behave. Yeah. And, and the, uh, it's dangerous. It's scary actually. And and yeah. this a lot of it's very sorry to jump on no, you're no, about go, go, to give go. your race no but just you know in recent years of how political campaigns have been mm. um have, have been won uh you know whether it's america and europe because of people's hype social media and this is in a way and it kind of highlights that as well in a kind of narrower sense yeah. um of the possibilities of you know Gathering, garnering a, a following and following leading people somewhere where it's potentially dangerous I, I honestly think if I showed it to like my grandparents or, or you showed it to someone 10 years ago, they mm. wouldn't believe it was real. No. It, it doesn't seem real, even now. Yeah. I'm just trying to think of other like big scams that have happened. This has got, seriously got to be one of the biggest ones. Um, I'm going to give it a 4.5 because I think it's, there are people like Kobe, you must watch Fire. And I was like, I watched it and I thought, that's great. But also wasn't as enthused as you guys were necessarily. So that's why I'm just taking it down a notch. But I think it's, uh, it does actually, and we'll talk about the repeat viewing in a second. But yeah, I think 4.5 is about right. Repeat viewing nice. score. Can deal with repeat viewing. Um, I mean, <laughs> I like to watch things, <laughs> but I, I was amazed when I did watch it again. Obviously, with this, uh, I was just in, in fact because I've watched it again, yeah. and I was amazed. I'm gonna give. I'm actually gonna give it a high. I'm gonna give it four. Repeat right. viewing. Yeah, I think you, there's so many things you can like still be amazed about this thing, and it's just oh, mind boggled. <laughs> I'm still mind boggled by it. What yeah. What did you? Had you forgotten anything from the first time watching it that this time round kind of popped in your head that was like, oh, fuck, I forgot that? Uh, the cheese sandwich. The cheese sandwich, yeah. The, the extent at which that just, there was no butter. It was incredible. <laughs> um, I mean, at least put some butter. Um, uh, no yeah, butter in the Bahamas. The fact that you, the, the, for the human perspective, the human element that you, people literally were moved. Mm. You know, they talk about scams out there. Yeah, money scams, I think, where people actually bought things that weren't real and things like that. They actually moved thousands of people to a place in the middle of nowhere <laughs> That's um, true, yeah. but the human element of it kind of yeah it just touched me you know, the end with the lady marianne i think it is and, yeah. and the workers mm. it's just it's, and, and the people on those islands because human runners they're so hospitable yeah. they are so hospitable so nice just but properly taken advantage of properly yeah. yeah so but yeah repeat viewing i'll give it a full cressida can i can I give it a 0.5? You can yeah. do. I, I yeah. have seen it twice, but the second time was only because of today and I wanted to just recap. 
Uh, and also I'll give it that little bit of five, 0.5, because um, I forgot how hilarious the dick-sucking quote bit is. <laughs> but apart from that, I think it's fascinating, but I would never, I don't need to see it again. This is what does happen with documentaries. Well, that's the thing, yeah. yeah. It's a great documentary, but I've seen it, I know it, I'm not going to watch it again. Yeah. Mm. Helen? So um, this is this is one that I, when it came to Netflix, I was like, someone will pick it, someone will pick it, someone will pick it. So I didn't pick it for ages, and I thought, should I watch it? And then I didn't watch it, and then, thanks, you picked it. I was like, yes. So this is this the first time you've seen it? This is the first time oh, I've okay. seen it. Um, and, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it, but probably not going to watch it again. A uh, bit interesting to see the the, the, the other version. Um, I'll give it a one. Yeah, I'll give it 1.5, because I, I wasn't expecting to take much more out of it this time, but it was, I, I think if you watch it, I, I think it came out a, a year and a bit ago, didn't yeah. it? So you just naturally forget stuff. And I was surprised at the levels that were taken to and the extremes and the people who did legitimately say, dude, mm. we we need, need like toilets. And it's like, you're out of here. <laughs> and any any half same person would have said, oh shit, we need we do actually need toilets because people need to go to the toilet. And yeah. yeah, we haven't got any, so what what can we do? Yeah. Um, but they had no, they had no security guards or anything. They had no, um, like first aiders. Yeah. They had like no police. They had no, nothing on site like mm. that. Which it could have if, gone so much worse. Yeah, no, actually, if you've ever been to a festival and they, they had no lights or anything, and yeah. you know it sounded like it got pretty wild on the campsite as well. It must have been really terrifying. So it would have been people that overdosing on everything. No first aiders. No infrastructure to support that kind of stuff fighting yeah. stealing stuff i don't know yeah when they in that bit the, when they show the first live video clips of the first night and they describe it as like looking like a horror movie it really yeah. does i think i would have actually been really scared to be there when there's yeah. no lights everyone's just running around dark you've got quick, no idea where you, you are on the island or anything yeah, and exactly. there's no you can't like run out into the streets and get yeah, help. You're not like in a field in Oxfordshire or somewhere. You're literally in the middle of nowhere. Because someone said that one guy said what we did was got all the tents around us and like slashed them, and so ransacked it, them, yeah. So it looked like they were already taken or inhospitable. So they were themselves protected, but at the same time screwing over like ten or so other people. Yeah, that's why I didn't feel sorry for them. Yeah, almost uh, like a Lord of the Flies. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, I've read quite a few things that described it. Yeah. Uh, small screen score, Dan. Um, yeah, this can be watched on uh, on your iPad, even your <laughs> iPhone, Android. Um, although you've got to watch the trailer in you know big screen, high definition. Oh, the trailer, the trailer. Oh, I wonder why. <laughs> the trailer with all the models. Is that what you're saying? The trailer with all the models. No, no. <laughs> that is not the only reason why. Um, no, but it, it, yeah. So in terms of so scroll small screen ability uh, cool. to watch it on how. Um, yeah, I mean, four can be watched on a. So if Kendall Jenner was paid two hundred fifty thousand yeah. just to tweet, yeah. then how much would Rasikowski and all those models have been paid to actually physically be somewhere for three or four days? Probably, probably up there with a sim- similar fee, I would say. Oh, not not higher. I would have thought like four. Um, I was just thinking like four times that even straight away because if they're actually physically there and spending their life there instead of just writing a tweet and posting it I mean yeah I mean they obviously got a whole free holiday I mean probably between yeah. a I guess qu- the quarter to half a million quote unquote would have been part of the deal wouldn't part it of been, yeah, yeah. Um, the transport there and exactly yeah I mean it's it's so bizarre because you can go you can go to like Glastonbury for the price of a ticket and like chances are you'll see Alexa Chung because it just kind of like hangs out there yeah and you'll bump into her four 
um, ability to watch on a small phone. Yeah, small screen score, four. Yeah. Yeah, four. Presto. Four as well? Yeah. What? I mean, it, that's the joy of a documentary, I guess. You can, yeah, it's all about the info. There um, are some documentaries that you probably yeah, well, see. Yeah, 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 arguably, yeah, yeah of course. But, but this is quite strange. But with this, yeah, easy. I mean, I watched it the second time on my phone. It was great. Mm. Got everything I needed from it. Was it Montage of Heck you saw in the big screen that I was quite yes. jealous of? Yes, probably. That was a long time ago. Yeah. And Amy, but you saw that, didn't Amy's you? Amy's great on the big screen. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah Asik Friday stuff so works, works yeah. on the big screen. Oh, I love that guy. Um, yeah, so what's your small screen score? Uh, yeah, I'm going to leave it at five. Um, I think this works fine on uh, home TV. I watched this on the iPad traveling and, yeah, had a lovely time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah five. Although, I mean... The island does, it does look beautiful. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah. just like, yeah, yeah. oh, pigs. you're just ruining it for everyone. No one's going to go to the Bahamas now because they're associated with you. And even. Well, you should go to the Bahamas and if, give the locals back the money. Yeah, and, that's true, perfect. actually. I'm and actually you, desperate to go to Exuma. I really want to go there. I really want to go to Pig Beach. Definitely. I'd love to go to Pig Beach. Yeah, with, with Emily Ratajkowski. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's your dream. No, that's you. <laughs> I have the pigs. <laughs> um, engagement score. Uh, engagement score. Um, it was a very well-made documentary, mm. and I think I'd have to give it a five because it. Yeah, there are some documentaries that are a bit kind of. It was just such, it was a gripping doc. You, you like you didn't know what to expect next. Like, no. were these people actually going to get there? What was going to happen after? There was always something more. Yeah. So I think I'd have to give it a five. Christopher, I'd say a four. Yeah, I agree. It's absolutely fascinating. Um, and I think it will be, in some way, a little piece of history. Yeah. <laughs> well, I like the way it has... For our actually, industry, anyway. Has this actually... Was this case genuinely the reason why they make uh, make you, if you are promoting a product on Instagram, say, yeah. have that tag that you've been promoted? Well, it's the, a sponsored one. Yeah, I don't think this was the... I mean, this highlighted it more and more, but yeah. I mean, I, there's, Something there's just been a kind of general push to that as well. And I mean, just general advertising standards of been pushing to you know to be more transparent generally yeah. um but I, i'm not I, I can't even remember if these guys did that or didn't i, I can't i don't no, know they didn't because this this came the the sponsorship thing came after, after oh, okay. five but yeah. i didn't know if it was how much the five festival pushed them i'm sure it highlighted it way more i mean look it put it in the light again of you know all these people promoting something that wasn't but by the way you know these guys who promoted it down it's to the fault. it's not their fault no, like if all. your agent oh, gosh, offers yeah. you half a million to go to the bahamas <laughs> and post an orange square um which is what they actually had to do guys um if anyone's listening and wants to pay me a half a million to post not, I, I mean i'll do it yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'll do it for a fiver <laughs> half a million for myself yeah <laughs> um but yeah this because there was an influencer who, I can't remember what her name was, but she was like, hey, it's going to the Fire Festival, it's going to be good. And then she's on the plane and like, oh, it's not a private plane, but we're still going to Bahamas and Major Lays are going to be there. And oh, sorry, oh, Blink 182's pulled out. It's going to be fine anyway. And you're like, so these guys got scammed as well, yeah, didn't they? Absolutely. I don't know if they got paid, but it's still, yeah, it's not, it's, I don't blame them in any way, shape or form. Um, it's all Billy McFarland. Yeah. Um, and maybe Joe Rule. <laughs> a little bit of jar rule. Um, Helen, engagement. I'm going to give it a, a 4.7. Um, it is really engaging, but I did find myself like kind of fact checking as I went along, like going, that can't be true, or like mm. what was going going into that, or just like finding out a little bit more and like going through kind of like a link clicking wormhole to the point where I had to then stop the dock and go back because I was like, shit, I'm missing what's going on. Did um, magnesium exist? What did you find out in your in your hunting? 
nothing that wasn't in the in the dot, um, but it was just more um, a little bit more about kind of like Billy and um, some of the, the like looking at the artists who who were meant to be on there, yeah, and, and some of the old tweets and things. Did you have some fun facts, Cresta? Yeah, but we've covered nearly all of them. them. And Ah. I quoted Ja Rule a couple of times, so they were some of my fun facts. (laughs) Ja Rule's most streamed song on Spotify is called Always On Time. I love that song. Just except except festivals. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he wasn't even there, was he? He wasn't. So he was there for all the fun stuff, like kind of building it out and thinking of the ideas. And he was there on Skype saying, it doesn't fucking matter. It's fine. Yeah, he's like, we want want pigs, we get pigs. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We're paying a fuck a load of money. And then that famous speech he made about um, eating like, oh, I'm going to try and quote it, but I can't. But it's basically like uh, eating like rock stars, partying like rock stars, yeah. and like fucking like porn stars. Yeah, that was like, like, he kept repeating. I was like, come on, oh, this is just cringe. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give this a five engagement because I think like yourself, Dan, it just, you don't know where it's going to go. At least the first time you watch, you don't know where it's going to go. And it starts kind of innocuously this guy's been followed by the press. We've seen that a lot of times in, in the UK and US press. What's he done? And it never, I didn't see it. I didn't see it manifest in Twitter. I wasn't, I wasn't on Twitter at this time. So I just didn't know that this thing happened. And the, the twists and turns it takes to get to how this thing doesn't happen is kind of incredible. So you can't, for me, I was just like, at least for the first time was like mouth open, eyes agape. Mm. Um, yeah, five. And that gives us an overall score of... Three point eight eight seven five zero, and it's the repeat viewing score. Uh, the documentary, yeah, poor old documentary, that does tend to take it down um, mm. a fair bit. But yeah, other than that, we scored highly in all I the. Tried my best to keep it high there. Loyal. <laughs> 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 right, so guys, uh, can you yeah. tell us where people can find you online? Tell us about the podcast and sign off by. S- yeah, yeah, yeah our, sure. So um, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and uh, at you at Food Tribe. So food t-r-y-b mm-hmm. our podcast food tribe table is on all streaming services spotify itunes etc and uh, we do a essentially a weekly podcast uh, highlighting everything fun going on in the food space we interview someone from the food world well it's not always a food but we're talking about food yeah um yeah foodtribe.com is our website and that's us cheers thanks for having us Thank thanks you. for coming on bye bye enjoyed this episode of flicks watcher podcast why not leave us a five-star review on itunes you can also follow us at flicks watcher pod on twitter and we're at flicks watcher on instagram thanks as always to the mighty people for their mighty mighty tunes and ben from rockwood audio for his awesome editing skills if you're looking to get your podcast edited as sweet as this get in touch with ben and that's rockwood r-o-k-k wood audio tell them flicks what you sent you you just heard a stripped media production <laughs>